Strategic marketing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love you guys, and my way to show it is we're going to Madam Web. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would appreciate that. Marvel's <laughs> like, hey, we know you don't have a girlfriend, so on, on the 14th. <laughs> we got your girlfriends for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go look at Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> we know you're sad. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'll be there. No, nah, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, mewing in my oh, room. Yeah. On oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> That'll do Big it. Big plans. That'll Big do plans. it. <laughs> we're staring in the mirror for you. Yeah, you hours. can't interrupt. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Door's going to be locked. They're going to be like, Wait, what movie are you here to see, sir? I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Like, don't speak to me. <laughs> for, for, since we don't have video going, um, Heath did the, the thing. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. What was the prompt you... that we talked about yesterday? About doing oh the the restaurant one yeah the uh, what exactly oh was it? yeah I'm oh like equating what exactly like, like, like what film would be what restaurant or, something. or like what yeah like yeah you said that but I don't remember the way you phrased it yeah I don't, I don't know. know well because wait what what was the thing there was you said? one that we decided on there was one that we were like oh hmm. this movie's like this restaurant was it was it memories of murder was it no, something um, else it was Ari Aster said poor things looks like the cheesecake factory. Oh yes, yeah, 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 okay, here we yeah, go, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. folks, okay. we got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> in light know. of Ari Aster, wait. So, if you want to give some context, go ahead. Um, you're the one Variety who did directors on directors, and the pairing was Yorgos Lanthimos and Ari Aster. And Ari Aster loved the movie, and he was like, "The movie looks amazing. How did you get it to look like Cheesecake Factory or something like that?" And he meant it in like the best way possible. But we, I was telling them about that, and then we start talking about movies as restaurants. I guess Cheesecake Factory is a magical place. So yeah. in honor of that, never been. <laughs> um, we'll go around the circle before we start and equate a restaurant or a movie to a restaurant. I well, guess time to get on Letterboxd. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's my take I did not come prepared. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Hey, plug your plug your phone case, like. Or just show them. It's cool. It's a every oh, every frame of yeah, yeah, Into the yeah, Spider Verse yeah, 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 right yeah. there. I've seen those. That's of course. Sick, yeah. What what movie is it? Uh, Spider Verse. You can do Spider Verse. Nice. Well, Spider Verse. What? As a kind restaurant. restaurant. As a restaurant. Oh, I feel okay. You know what? Into the Spider Verse is five guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no explanation. Yeah, I was gonna say, care to explain? But okay. <laughs> um, let me. Do you have yours? Wait, no, I have it. Okay, I have um, no idea what I'm going to do. I have to word it correctly, though. Give me a second. Ladybird is the local burger joint that charges you $19 just, <laughs> yeah, just for the yeah, burger and has gray yeah. stools and yellow lights <laughs> the, and like IPAs. In the trough sinks in the back. Yeah, yeah, and they have the neon and, light that says eat. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and, eat and then they're, they're, truffle they're, fries. And then they're, they're pl- <laughs> their playlist is like Tame Impala and Lana Del Rey. <laughs> just <like> <laughs> <laughs> that is Lady Bird. Yeah, you have to have a minimum um, of like a septum piercing and a belly button piercing to work there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my pick. Dyed hair works too. Yeah. I'm gonna say Fight Club McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
<laughs> no, Fight Club's got to be Waffle House because like everybody's fighting. It, it's already a Fight Club. Yeah, it's already yeah a fight no, club. no, no, no. But de- it's definitely McDonald's if you think about it. I'm not gonna explain, but. <laughs> okay, this is a bit of a reach. I don't know if this makes any sense, but I'm gonna say close up is like Papa Murphy's because you have to go do it yourself. Papa <laughs> Murphy's. Wait, no, like, wait, what did you say was Papa the, Murphy's? You have to pe- take close, the pizza home and make it up. yourself. What'd you say was Papa Murphy's? Close, close up. up. It's a Kurosami. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's on the. Uh, wait, what is it on the top two fifty on Letterboxd? Uh, it's it's really high. high. Yeah. I think it has like a four point five or something. Anyway. I want to say Tree of Life is Papa Murphy's. Because <laughs> he watched the creation of the pizza. <laughs> Let's, Wait, like, can we watch not? Like, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, I will it, walk you watch out. It, you watch it evolve in the oven. I will walk out. The life of the pizza. And then the afterlife is you using the bathroom after it. Mm. <laughs> Poetic. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay, since... Wait, I yeah, might how, do another we, one, Somehow we always go back to Tree of Life. Very funny. What? Uh, I'm gonna do one more because okay. I don't think the close-up one stuck. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of people out there have seen close-up. That's fine. So I know which one, which movie I'm gonna pick. I'm just trying to find an equivalent. That's actually a very hard prompt if you think about it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, what would a razor head be? <laughs> <laughs> the the slop at the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, it's some like uh like uh, eraser would be like dumpster a gas baby. station. Yeah, like something really nasty. That'd be like some gas station food. Yeah. No, not because just so the weird stuff that happens. Like not even like a speed. No, eraser has Waffle House because crazy stuff happens. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> like people are getting yeah, fights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the environment is. Yeah, just, you're like yeah. it feels like a fever dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I'm going to say that May, right. December is like Applebee's. Is that a dig? No, it'd have to be, <laughs> it would have to be a bakery because she's always baking. Exactly, yeah. Cakes. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. No one likes my pineapple cakes. <laughs> that movie's so funny. Man. Yeah. Oh, and I was just... <laughs> Wait, why? Yeah, why Applebee's? I don't know. I had a reason and it, it, oh. it slipped me. I'm because it's like tanking because it it's one. like this like isn't... normie. No, it was it had to do with the relationship between Natalie Portman and uh, was it Charles Melton? No, was it Julian Moore? Oh yeah, Julian Moore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I guess it was it was more like Julian Moore's character and how she like presented all that like Applebee's <laughs> tries to be like a sit down <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> the baby back, baby back, baby back. Yeah. <laughs> like. Applebee's basically is like glorified like half off appetizers. Okay, okay, here. I've I've arrived at my thesis. Applebee's in May December, at least the characters in it, they're they're both concerned with their outward appearance and like how celebrities appear and mm-hmm. and their like um, she yeah, she no, that makes sense. Julie Moore's character wants to appear together and like she mm-hmm. has control of her life and like yeah. yeah, but she's really just Applebee's. But yeah, but on the yeah, on the inside it's just she also it's looks kind of like just, an Applebee's. It's just a nasty yeah, yeah. salad bar. Like Julianne like Moore just looks yeah. like an Applebee's. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Charles Melton goes into Natalie Portman's hotel, and, and it gets a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when it becomes TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Shatters. I've never seen May December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're like probably when Applebee's gets a little weird. They they 
they uh, take a little trip over to TGI Fridays. Oh, yeah. She right goes, this road. meant nothing to you? And she goes, that's adulthood. <laughs> like, she what? said, that's Applebee's. That's <laughs> 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 Applebee's. That would be crazy. She says, he said, this didn't mean anything to you. She handed him an Applebee's gift card. <laughs> I can hear Pete Davidson saying this on tonight's episodes of, episode of SNL. What? Like some May December skit involving Applebee's, Pete Davidson would say that. <laughs> He'd be like, rah. Yeah. He's like, rah, Kim Carter. Like, rah. You know what else reminded me of Pete Davidson? Like that, bro? Memories of murder. Ooh. Because you want to kill him? <laughs> I wouldn't be yeah, able to. Uh, no, he should have been in Memories of Murder. Oh, he should have been the lead. No, he yeah, he should have been in it. Wait, which one? All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, him, and Dane, him and Dane DeHaan should have been the duo. Dane DeHaan would have gone crazy. I want Dane DeHaan drop kicking oh, everyone. That's what I want. Dane DeHaan's gonna if, go crazy. What if Dane DeHaan played every woman that got murdered? <laughs> Just a different wig every time. Yeah. <laughs> But like the like one time where hair. they reenact it, yeah, and the dude's just in the wig. It's yeah. like you gotta sell it better. <laughs> yeah, where <are> the boobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the one. Yeah, Ethan, when we got to that party, he's like, "Where's this going?" <laughs> yeah, they, they lead you. They they lead you on for a couple minutes. No, I forgot that scene. Con- I was a little scared when I was rewatching yeah, it. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I, I forgot like why they were doing that. But uh, okay, let's reel it back in. Um. Oh yeah, we went. So yeah, we're here. I Welcome don't know everybody. Keep all that pre-roll. Honestly, that's like nine minutes. Yeah, I know. Let's, I like, we need to give people. Yeah, it's like we 10. Need to give people what the they restaurant want. preamble over. Yes. Episode begun. Exactly. So, fresh face film, bro. We're back with special guest. Special guest, second appearance, and we're Woo. so happy to have him, Mr. Heath Simmons. Yes, sir. That's me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for coming by. And and the and the baby and the. Yeah. Shout out the baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out the baby. She's going crazy. Yeah. Baby's going crazy <laughs> while during the movie last night. So I think yeah, you're gonna, it was a fan. They're, they're sure. just giving us their opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they loved it. But mm-hmm. uh, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> just funny. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm envisioning that baby coming over here and watching Memories of Murder and how stupid. He was like, "This sucks." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mid on the menu. Where's the cocoa melon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like we're, to? We're really random. Y'all seen the yeah. Who, needs to, like, who, who like, would like to debrief us yeah, on this movie to... and yeah? Well, that, that should be one of you two probably. Yeah. We All just right. saw yeah. it for the first time. All right, All right everybody. Memories of Murder, um, Korean movie classic directed by the director Bong Joon Ho. You've probably all know him from his 2019 hit Parasite, which sort of held the movie world in the palm of its hand when it swept. Famously, I would say surprisingly swept the Oscars in 2020. Uh, um, that was a, lot, a big shot. That a lot of people were not ex- people. A lot of people were not expecting that. Um, I think that a little side note. I think that movie is easily the best movie of that Oscars bunch. And um, what do you mean, Joker came out? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: that movie's title, uh, Parasite, is actually um, uh, one of my nicknames at home that my, my mom likes to call me. So is your oh. is your house this huge mansion? <laughs> no, the, no, 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 no. My mom calls me Memories of Murder. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> My mom's like parasite. Do you have a man in your basement? Too? Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, we we yeah. yeah. All right. He's you are a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Mary's a murder, made by Bong Joon Ho. It was a second movie. Came out in two thousand three. And before the bigger world of film sort of knew him from Parasite, I think that this movie was the moment that put him on the map. And oh, yeah. it is a police procedural mystery. Um. 
dark comedy of sorts, which is loosely based off a real-life account of South Korea's first serial killer somewhere in the early 80s, where they had no idea what was happening because they didn't know how to look for a serial killer. And this movie is loosely based off of that. And, yeah, that's sort of the debrief of the movie. Um, I love it. I think that there, I'm trying not to get into into it too much because I want to like go point by point. But I think this movie's incredible. And what y'all think? Oh, I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's it. I like it even better than Parasite. Honestly, it's which uh, might be a crazy take, but it's it's just it's, it's so like whimsical. It. it is, yeah. In the most like dark, horrific mm-hmm. con- content going on, but like the tone never suffers for it. No, it just. Yeah. It's got a lot of whimsy and funny moments, but so many deep, serious moments that it's just, it's my type of movie, honestly. Yeah. I was going to say that um, I've only seen two of Bong's movies, both this and Parasite. And like what I I said this last night too, but um, it became apparent that while there isn't really a distinctive like uh, style in his cinematography or maybe even a script writing there's there's a tonal um mm-hmm. sort of hallmark of his films that are like um instantly recognizable and in, and in how he um he intersperses like comedy into drama and almost like melodrama like shock humor or, mm-hmm. or shock horror rather um and i think i mean it's not for everybody but clearly a lot of people enjoyed it and i think uh, the the tone he what he does to sort of straddle the, the two different sides of um, you know a comedy and a, a straightforward like almost noir drama mm-hmm. um, it's very successful in my opinion mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's my turn uh, <laughs> I was talking to Jacob and Ethan about this last night and I had a few reservations and I was kind of nitpicking but I, I I will say I'm I'm definitely coming around to it. Okay. I, I I woke up and I was like, yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which I already was saying it's a great movie, but like I am like, I'm 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 seeing the vision. Yeah, and yeah. I love Bong, so yeah, he's great. Um, I was gonna say, did you? I was when I was researching about the movie, the the serial killer like came out in 2019, and he oh, wow. said that he watched the movie. Like while he was in prison, that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. that is, that is insane. It kind of gives it like a meta ness of the movie, though. Like yeah, it almost makes it better. But right. especially the, with that final show. The yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the <laughs> yeah, funny then, thing in was in that case he was literally looking. No, at the yes, camera. I know. <laughs> the funny thing was he said that he didn't care for it much. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I was like, okay. that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, it's not that accurate. <laughs> Bro, come on. Um, he needs to rewatch it. We should have yeah, him on yeah. the. We should have yeah. him on. I'm sure he would. <laughs> yeah, we, we should just grill him. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, well, he, come over here, bro. What he's doing. Ex- explain yourself. <laughs> Probably not much. <laughs> Probably but, uh, dead. <laughs> yeah, clearly the, the dark, the dark humor and the darkness of the subject matter and the serious moments, the way they play off each other, mm-hmm. is sort of this. This movie's a uh, magic, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But I think, really. Really, for for me, the big thing that stands out for this movie is um, I was explaining this last night, but you know, Ethan was talking about Bong's style, and for me, Bong's style is the way he sets up a movie is yeah, kind he mm-hmm. kind of does he does this 
like for the films I've seen, he does it in a similar way where he, you can tell he's building a very delicate and massive house of cards mm-hmm. just for it to all come smashing down yeah. at the end. And this movie's kind of the same way, but for me, this movie is almost like a slow descent into madness. I mean, this movie starts off and there's like a couple horrific murders and it's really funny the way that they just um, throw it to the side. They're ready to wrap it up. Um, there's a great part where the main character whose name is escaping me, he just finds the kid's shoe who they're like bullying throughout the first <laughs> I part. I would say of the torturing, movie. honestly. Like, they're, they're, they are no, torturing this kid, just like trying to pin the murder on mm-hmm. him because he's just sort of a social outcast and they don't like him. And, um, he just plants evidence of his shoe mark being at the murder and they're just like ready to wrap it up. And that stuff was pretty hilarious and a little like very twisted, obviously. And then I think there's sort of a light switch that gets flipped in the middle of this movie where I feel like there's a big tonal shift in the second half where everyone sort of realizes the gravity of the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's when it gets really intense. And I think the part where switches for that is like the, the Corey chase scene and where they think they, that's like their first like true lead. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie just does a great job of holding you in, in the palm of your hand and you feel, you feel the anger, you feel like the humor and nonchalantness mm-hmm. of like the small town detective. But then like by, by the time it gets more serious and more graphic and violent, it gets exhausting and tiring. And it's, I think it's done masterfully. So, yeah. Thing that stood out to me a lot. I think my favorite part about it is the characters are three main detectives, whose names I'm I'm not good with. But mm-hmm. we've got the the main guy who's always looking at people with the eyes. His arc through the movie, he's he's just trying to pin it on somebody. He thinks that he knows. He just looks at people and he's like, "Yeah, I know, I know that you're it." And he slowly through the movie stops doing that and becomes more serious. And by the end, he's, he, he's looking right at their main suspect and he's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's, so he's got a great arc and our drop kicking friend, <laughs> he's, his arc is not, <laughs> he doesn't have an arc. He just, so, he just stops drop kicking. That's his arc. Because, he cause, because his, leg. Leg, yeah, his leg gets amputated, but I actually do think it's kind of poetic. Um, it is, that, but yeah. that's, that's a huge part of the movie, mm-hmm. but I think we may get to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we do, For sure. do the themes and stuff. And then we have our, Big time seasoned detective from Seoul, mm-hmm. and he's kind of the opposite of yeah. them because he starts out like, "What are y'all? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Torturing these people?" And by the end, he starts on the straight and narrow, and then he's, he's throwing like, hands. Yeah. By the end, yeah. he it's kind of a decline into insanity. Yeah, yeah. full on Batman for real. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, for for uh, a, a movie about a serial killer, there is so much levity. Um, it really doesn't feel like. At least when I watched it, there wasn't an emotional toll. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's heavy stuff that's covered, but Bong's really able to toe the line of um, getting his his thematic points across, yeah. um, and having the audience receive that in a serious manner that they'll like think about, and also um, making them laugh at just the absurdity mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, is recurring, and I also wanted to say to Jacob's point about um, the House of Cards thing. Um, a lot of films are just like slice of life, and you you kind of just see. You get um, a window into uh, a character's experience for an hour, two hours, however long. Mm-hmm. But for both the Parasite and um, Memories of Murder, every 
single scene and moment is leading to an apex. Like you can you can feel how each scene adds to what I mean, you can kind of see the trajectory as you go through the movie, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. I think it's a great window into mm-hmm. that period of South Korea too. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, there's a lot yeah, going on. Riots yeah. and Yeah. The police it's, it's all what they were doing. He it's, loves his uh, social commentary. Bob yeah. Does. It's yeah, like yeah. Every, every the four movies I've watched of his are, are all social commentary. Yeah. He loves his social commentary and this movie this movie is arguably I haven't seen uh the ones that you've seen. I haven't seen Okja mm-hmm. or the host, but like this one's probably the most subtle with it. Um I would say. Um definitely more than Parasite. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I would agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah. Because Okja's a little bit in your face too. So. Yeah, but no, I do like that. It's there's there's a lot of stuff like underlying stuff that's like thematically rich. Even even without the thematic material, though, I still think it's really strong. Yeah, but it's just it's made better because there's yes. truth to it, and there's also like Bong Joon Ho saying something about the the current state, or well, the not the current state, but you know the state of Korea in 2006. And I like, think yeah. this is a fitting episode to follow up. Um, Lahin, because mm-hmm. like similar this, issue. This movie is not like I would. I wouldn't really say the main thing is like police brutality, but no. by the end, by the end of it, with the final suspect, that sort of becomes a main part, and they have to deal with the repercussions of the way that they've been policing and investigating. And, yeah. Um, they have. They finally have a lead near the end of the movie, and he says one line where he says like, "Everyone in this town knows that all you do is just torture people, and you're yeah. you're not going to do that to me." Mm-hmm. I think and it's both. A, they're they're both about accountability, but just in different ways. Because Lahen's more like class and you know brutality, and this one's more about just like competency and like doing your job thoroughly and and being like operating with integrity with your position of power. Yeah, and then. Um, we can't, you know, you have to mention um, the little little kid who um, yeah, has, some, has some mental issues who they sort of mm-hmm. pin the murder on at the first of the movie. He's sort of like the, comed- yeah. he's the comedic punching bag throughout the first half. And at it's first hard it, to watch. It's, yeah. Yeah. Some, of that, some of it's pretty hard yeah, to watch. Some, I don't know. Some of that I was a little iffy on. Yeah, some, some of it's hard to watch. And by the end of the movie, he just completely breaks and jumps in front of a train. Yeah. And there's a great shot where... Like where um. But I, I did want to say we weren't at the least blood, the, the blood us, on the sand. We weren't yeah we weren't on the same. Page. I didn't read that as suicide, but it would make sense if he did. I think. And what what y'all? I mean, you can elaborate on it, but I almost like. I mean, he had to hear it, but part of me wonders if he just like didn't have the. I don't know if if that like awareness just, yeah awareness to know that it was right. I mean, I was I was reading it as kind of like a a commentary on like ableism and how society just treats people Disabled with people. like down yeah. syndrome mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that as outcasts and mm-hmm. and that i guess that's why he's getting like beat up and that i mean they frame him for the murder very quickly yeah you know what i mean he's the first suspect mm-hmm. i think there's a reason for that and so like i feel like that is very poetic for him to commit suicide and like the commentary there is is really good yeah and then there's the great shot of the blood on his hand where like the blood like splattered on his yeah. hand from the train that that yeah. on yeah. that and then the they needed and, and then the just, direct next shot is like his wife ringing mm-hmm. the, the blood off the, the yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. the the colors in it too just like mm-hmm. the red blood coming off of it yeah. mm-hmm. you don't see too many colors it's very a very gray mm-hmm. throughout except for it's a little fin- very fincher 
The whole the whole movie is is very monochrome except for all the red. All the red. It's very monochrome except like the very first and very last fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's obviously very intentional. Yeah, I was also gonna say one of the most prominent themes I think is like the almost well not subtle but like subliminal misogyny in the movie how from like even where the how how the the female detective is treated within the police department to yeah. how all the victims are female it's just it it's kind of just like male dominated and it's just a bunch of bumbling idiots trying to figure stuff out and like they, pushing women to the side and, and the the female detective actually like provides um she, she's like literally the only evidence. reason. Yeah, the, she's, yeah. the, she's the only reason mm-hmm. the final case got rolling. She's the only one. Like she's the one the, who figured out like the calls, the calls to the, um, the radio, radio station. station. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She, she got the postcard too. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, and, and the the schoolgirl who um, like led them to the yep. lady that survived the murder. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're the women are the only reason that they like had a huge lead and were like getting close to catching them and they like none of them even recognized that like in the beginning when. The women start getting murdered. They none of them like are mourning or mm-hmm. are even like upset. They're just like, oh yeah, she was she was pretty, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, no, they, that's true. Yeah, they're talking about like their physical appearance and not yeah. yeah. And even when the that female detective is like wearing a red dress, walking in the rain, mm-hmm. you have your male detective. He's like, man, doesn't she look so good in that dress? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, and I'm pretty sure he literally is like, what are you, what are you hard right now? You want yeah. me to check? And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> this is you guys are trying to catch a, a serial killer. Here. Yeah. <clears throat> There's, there's a lot that probably could go over your head on a first watch, mm-hmm. um, but I mean that's what makes some a, a piece of art great. Is that I mean there's there's depth to it. So yeah, of course, yeah. I mean Bong's the type of director where you're gonna have to watch him all the times. Of yeah. course, you know. And I think I think with every rewatch that the final sequence in the rain just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that the tunnel shot is like probably like I would argue it's like one of. Bong's like most iconic shots mm-hmm. if not the most iconic shot is the one where he's about to pull the trigger like with the like on the train tracks very allegorical yeah another yeah. one whenever he's holding his face in the uh, yeah. in the tunnel and it just cuts between both of them looking yep. at each other and he's like I don't know that's yeah. that was yeah we were talking about beautiful. that last night so, yeah. I think that's like one of my best one of my favorite like line drops like of any movie mm-hmm. is like when he finally does, like doesn't know he's like do you get up in the morning too he's mm-hmm. like fine just leave mm-hmm. yeah like, <laughs> like he just <clears throat> realizes that they like he's just trying and the other detective just can't handle it he unloads his gun on him and he's mm-hmm. just he's yeah. like someone has to be responsible mm-hmm. and he can't take it and then they just let him let him go into the yeah. go into the void <laughs> I think beyond like thematic stuff just from um, like a story writing perspective it's so genius to not reveal the killer like or to not to not have complete closure in whether or not that that the suspected murderer was actually the person I mean we have every reason to believe that probably but it very well might not be though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's just yeah yeah super we're, intriguing we're talking about how where mason pointed out how bong loves the slow-mo man mm-hmm. i realize he only uses the slow-mo whenever the madness is like too much oh yeah in the like, when they're fighting but yep. in like in, in the, the field, murder the two slow the, field, the two yeah. slow-mos are the field where everyone's fighting when they're trying to do the um Reenactment, <laughs> which is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, which is just, that's just crazy. Yeah. Scene. That that scene, that scene is so funny. It's, it's such that's in mess. such poor taste too. Like, yeah. that's what? How many days after they found the body? This, so, yeah, yeah, so long. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> but then like the last, like the second time uses slow mo is at the end when it's the last murder, and you just like it's just mm. like so horrific. You don't like you don't really even see much, and you're yeah. just like 
what like it's just pouring rain and everyone's face is just mm-hmm. so defeated and like everyone's like vomiting and it's mm-hmm. just like such, a, it's, such a wet movie too yeah it's it just yeah raining. the it's the like it reminds me a lot of seven which makes sense i mean he's bong's a huge fincher fan so yeah. and i'm sure he watched seven and then yeah got yeah. inspired a little bit but yeah it's very like it raining all the time monochrome yeah you know yeah, we just watched Seven actually. Yeah, yeah. Day, so. Was it good? I haven't yeah. seen it. Was I yeah, like this one good. better? But, yeah, I like yeah. this one better. But, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. But uh, what else? What else can we dissect from Memories of Murder? Uh, um, I, I mean, a lot of my favorite parts were technical things. At, le- at least a few technical things. The score. The sc- oh, the score. The, we the score about is great. The score. Um, I'm. I mean, I've always thought the score was great, but. Ethan like really really brought to my attention this time this watch, but the score in this movie is amazing. Yeah, so good. The opening the opening number, mm-hmm. sort of like that that main mm-hmm. overture and yeah. the chase scene through the quarry. Oh my yeah, it like uh-huh. like uh, chills down my spine every time, dude. Yeah, it was like yeah, I w- I was very impressed. And I I've become a little bit pessimistic um, as a moviegoer <laughs> about about scores in, in my as of late but um it's movies like memories of murder or scores like the one in memories of murder that that remind me that there is um that a, a score can positively contribute to a film and not just be like something you tune out yeah, yeah. um yeah it really helps it yeah, yeah i was it was it was cool um my initial impression was some of it was a bit rain man like the percussion and and, and some of it was Battle Battle actually. Mm-hmm. It reminded yeah. me of that. That was just mostly like how he makes the piano with the, like the string pad sound, and mm-hmm. he did that. Yeah. But like the the dramatic uh, string sections, those were like completely Beethovenian. And uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think uh, Nicholas Bertel, who um, composed the music for Succession, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he had seen Memories of Murder because sure I mean he used yeah. a lot of the same progressions. Granted, those are like sort of standard in the in the classical period of like the 19th century mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> still it was they both it was close it. enough they that yeah really they, they both used it like in conjunction with the story mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and it's so. and it's played in like really slow and dramatic it's just like the tone of how it's used it, it i think it's very similar so yeah yeah it um, definitely i think there was a a wide reach on the score and it's it probably made some waves when it came out i i Sorry. Probably yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I think know. score score is amazing. Um, y'all had mentioned that you thought the cinematography was just like a little inconsistent. Yeah, um, I think tonally. I think I don't know. Um, I kind of disagree. I think the cinematography okay. in this movie is like pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's there's, great. There's, there's there's a hand. There's like there's like ten or fifteen shots that are just work, just mm-hmm. like I totally agree. works of art. Every time that there was a field, just for the shots. Yeah, were I going think the beginning and end is, is the best. Yeah, yeah. and like there's a parts. few shots in the middle. The one that stood out to me was when he's going to that the lady who survived her mm-hmm. house and he's just standing there oh, yeah. waiting that one was at just the house, amazing yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah stuff like flying in the wind stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. there's also that camera zoom in on the phone where we were like I, we don't even know how they did that like you know oh, yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah, like the a tracking shot yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, it's it yeah, like, it like from the ceiling that zooms in like, mm-hmm. like the camera swoops yeah. down and looks at the camera it's a good it yeah I looks at the phone my my thoughts on like the inconsistency I I want to be clear in saying the cinematography is great. I think it just it pulled a lot of different 
tricks and, and approaches from um because it wasn't like it's almost con- like a swiss army knife of of different approaches to cinematography and instead of like yeah. just choo- uh, quote, quote unquote yeah choosing one style it, it sort of pulled from everything which is I'm, I'm also learning that's a that's a bong thing it seems yeah like yeah not, his movies don't seem to have like oh like it's just going to be like really, really wide shots. It's mm-hmm. going to yeah, be no, a lot. You just got a little bit of everything. Granted, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Parasite is better in that regard. It yeah. feels very contained mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of like one dimensional in its cinematography. I feel like the goal mm-hmm. in Parasite is, is very yeah. visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very strict and it's, <clears> it's rigid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think that the best technical thing is the blocking where the characters are and how he frames the characters yes. like Ooh. in relation to the camera and stuff and who's in the light who's in the dark mm-hmm. there was one really really good there's one moment i noticed when they catch the dude with the underwear with the pink underwear uh-huh. um mm-hmm. there you don't know you you never see who this is but this is like when they first investigate him and it's like right when they're he's like admit like you know thinks he is admitting to the murder and then um the soul detective is looking through the window and he's leaning against the window, like intently listening to what they're saying. There's a dude in like a trench coat, like in complete black, and just like walking past, like yeah, walking yeah, yeah. past them. And I, <laughs> I think, think that was that. sort of symbolic. So yeah, no, there, yeah, there's the the framing. It, it reminded me a lot of Hitchcock. Yeah, and he's like infamous for that. So you were saying, you uh, were saying something about the yeah, a lot, a lot of the time, like you just you feels like whatever character is most important is the one right there, and mm-hmm. like the the soul detective, the you know really smart one. I feel like he yep. was always in the background. And yeah, he's he very detached. Much. And then, but then as soon yeah, yeah. as he had something, he was right there. Uh huh. And it yep. was that—that that was something I noticed a lot. I really it, like that. It, yeah, it's just a bunch of little things that kind of and subconsciously help you understand the, uh, the character. The dropkick guy—he's super reckless, but he was just—he was in and out of frame all the time. Mm, just yeah. he's never—he was never focused. <laughs> and I really like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I do want to bring. I want to go back around to humor real quick because uh, yeah. <laughs> there is a run of jokes in this movie that I have to mention, and that is the Baldy sequence. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the first, the best It's the first um, soul detective. Um, it's their first lead. They realize that all the murders happen when it's raining and when a specific song called, what's it, like Sad Letter or whatever? I believe so. Yeah, it's Sad Letter, called, yeah. A song called Sad Letter plays on the radio, and then like 10 minutes after that song plays on a rainy night, someone, like, girl dies. And he figures this out, and it's like the moment he figures that out, uh, the small town detective, he's like, He's like, oh, well, he's like, that's stupid researching pop songs. Like, have you ever thought about how there's no pubic hair left at the scene of the crime? That definitely means he's a baldy. And he's like, he's like, so are you just going to pull the pants down of every man in this town? And then it like cuts to him at the, um, in the sauna. sauna. He's just like awkwardly like looking at everybody, (laughs) everybody naked. And he's like, hey, uh. Never mind. Just keep going, and it's yeah, very deranged. And, and it's he asks someone scary. at the front desk to like call him if he sees anybody. That yeah. like, I can't believe they <laughs> left very, me when very, I asked. Very deranged. But it's very, very funny. It's so funny. Very funny. Yeah, if you happen to see anybody, that's probably the best. Give him my number. I would say that, or like the just blatant placing of evidence like with the shoe and the mud and stuff yeah. that that part's really listen funny. i can't say i haven't done the same at a sauna time or two you know i mean you, you gotta you know <laughs> hey, oh, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say it's about the humor um i f- this is i feel like this is a thing of korean cinema at this at that time but uh bong joon ho's good buddy and contemporary park chan wook also i mean this movie in a lot of ways reminds me of old boy like yeah. in the the sense of humor yep. and very trained and style of filmmaking is very similar. They were both 
I just feel like a lot of filmmakers in Korea at the time were definitely on the same wavelength, and they were having kind of a renaissance at that time. Oh, but yeah, I, they, were, they had a movement. But, sure. you know, Memories of Murder, Old Boy, came out the same year. If you are just now listening to this podcast, go listen to our Old Boy episode. Yeah, episode hey, I like three. the plug. Yeah, <laughs> we all love Old Boy here. Yeah, let's go. And if you like this uh, podcast, you should check out uh, Fresh Face Film Bro. Um, yeah. They, they have some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> Download every episode, please. Um, all of But yeah, this, this movie made me Give think us, of... Yeah, five stars. Yeah. This movie sort of... Thinking of old boy a little bit, uh-huh. um, though. Sidebar, I think I think this movie's aged much better than old boy. Just in, uh, in, would, in a film I, in I a filmmaking agree. stance, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I think I think old boy might be the better movie, but this is aged better, so they're probably yeah. pretty close. And just just because old boy has some really two thousands like transitions and yeah, goofy yeah and this one is set in the eighties, so yeah. it's a little yeah, a little more eighties centric. The the kind of it actually might be. I don't know. I think old boy. It's neck and neck with old boy for me. What a- aging better? Or just movie. Movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't there's know. really I there's there's no park that, that drags. Old boy's longer though, right? Actually, actually no. Memories murder's longer. I think. I don't know. The I think things really. I mean, memories. It, how old is old? Memory, I think old. I think they're about the same. Probably. They came out the same year. No, I mean. Old boy definitely. No, feels he means older. like length. Yeah. Oh no, I yeah. think yeah. Memories of Murder is like is like Memories of Murder is like it's ten minutes longer. Two, okay, yeah. Because I was I was gonna say I think yeah. they're about the same length yeah. time time length. Anyway, I was just pointing out that you know similar wavelength style. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Very... But the the Baldy sequence was great, <laughs> and I just I just had to point that out. It was just too good. Um, and I just I just love the amount of the insane amount of drop kicks that occur in this. Like it's not very combat focused. It's so funny all, every time. But yeah. for some reason they're just drop kicking left and right. Everyone it's, is. It's the one. It's the one guy too. Yeah, I mean. Well, our, our main our main detective our gets main one detective in. Does, you know, he gets one in. He gets one in. Yeah. Well, and he literally he introduces him. He's like, "This is my friend here. He never beats anyone ever." And then it, the second he walks on screen, he just knocks him right over with his foot. It's great. Yeah. That poor kid, bro. And another thing I noticed on this is my the first rewatch of it. Um, all all of the innocent people they're interviewing are wearing white, like oh yeah, yeah the, yeah. For the mental mm-hmm. mentally ill guy at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the uh, the guy with the red underwear, mm-hmm. both wearing white shirts. But then they get they get that last guy in, yeah, gray shirt. Hmm. That's like interesting. That. That's something that I I, I mean it's very common, but like I noticed that in Zone of Interest, which we'll be doing soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, white symbolizing purity and innocence. And, and yeah. I believe most of the victims were wearing white when we saw them. Like, I know they were talking about red, but there was white on most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think gray is a great color for the last like yeah, it's suspect because mm-hmm. it's like... It's ambiguous. It's, it's ambiguous because you don't, I think... There's not a... Yeah. I think you could, wa- you could walk out of the movie, like... I mean, I don't think most people will, but I think, like, you maybe could walk out of the movie, like, trying to justify that it could be him just because he was very, like, not... Like not the most cooperative, but he wasn't like mm-hmm. too. He wasn't like the worst, but it's just like he was very mis. He was very air mystery, and mm-hmm. also the um, results of the semen at the end that they got back from the United States. Mm-hmm. Like they, it doesn't like yeah, it doesn't out. It doesn't outright deny. It just says we yeah, can't yeah, confirm yeah. nor deny yeah. just because there wasn't like enough DNA. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and then the train runs over the paper, just yeah. like the train yeah. wreck of an investigation. I just watched the "It's Always Sunny" episode with the patent, and they're like, "Oh, you ain't get, like you don't have another copy of that." And <laughs> Matt Mac eats the 
a contract. And they're like, you bet you don't have another copy of that. And he's like, well, we made 500 extras. And he's like, oh, you can spit that out now. I'm trying to remember that episode. He should just it's, ate it's the, the, pat- the patent. No, no, it's the one where they're trying to outmerch each other. Oh, I, I, remember Wagden mentioned? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, they're like trying to outpatent each other. Like the, Charlie's trying to get a patent for his kitten mittens. And then oh yes, trying yes, to get a patent yes, for his kitten mittens, yeah, and then they tried doing they tried doing a patty patty slong and the pee pee towel. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's the bicep. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm there. Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> scene. Anyway, memories of murder. <laughs> Go watch. It's always sunny. Uh huh. Seriously, uh-huh. they're they're basically the same. Though. Wait, have you basically seen Nightman Cometh yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's my favorite bit in the whole. Need show. an episode on that. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we, we honestly we should always sunny special. Yeah. If we, we do the highlights. highlights. If the It's Always Sunny podcast is listening, we would like to be guests on, on the show sometime. So. Yeah. I don't know how good I would be yeah. at that. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Any closing thoughts? Um, The last line saying that the guy was just ordinary, that just that Dang, hits yeah. home. Great. It's yeah. like it was just a guy, man. Yeah. And he looks right at the camera. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, – I love the kind of – um. Uh, the the first shot and the last shot are very similar, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really like that. And I like in my letterbox review, I, I wrote about the grasshopper. Uh-huh. I think that's really cool, and like how the grasshopper is also on the first victim. I think that's saying a lot, and the and how like the like the kid gets the grasshopper and then he puts him in the jar and then like he seals it, and I feel like that's just. Very, very symbolic and stuff. I think, so. awesome. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, like uh, I really like that. I'm actually that's well. He seals the grass. I don't think I remember seeing that part. Well, you don't you don't see him take the grasshopper, do you? You might no. see him pick him up, maybe, maybe. But he's looking I, right at it. Okay, but, yeah, no, he, I know he's yeah, looking no, right he, at it, and then he has the jar, yeah. and he's trying to keep the jar away from Park. Yeah, he is. Yeah. What's the significance of the grasshopper, though? Like. Thematically. Well, I feel like at the end, I mean, uh, this is just me. It's, it's the same kid who's like copying him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of representing his like childlike innocence, Parks' mm-hmm. childlike <laughs> innocence, and like how that's going to like go away. Mm. That kid makes it. There's, there's two unironically like little moments in this movie that are a little wholesome. Uh-huh. And it's one where the kids copying him, and they mm-hmm. both make frowny faces mm-hmm. at each other, and I just couldn't help but yeah. they're like, "Oh, this that, yeah. that, that yeah, kid's yeah. really cute." They're yeah. totally not standing over a dead body right now. Yeah, they're but. totally not standing <laughs> on a dead body right now. And then the second one is when they're interviewing the guy that they've been torturing at the beginning of the movie, and they're watching TV together, and they're all mouthing along to the theme yeah. song. Yeah, the yeah, show. yeah. Just yeah. eating dinner one. like they didn't just yeah. beat him for hours. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, what were you? Sorry, go on. About no, I mean, I was just gonna say the ending. I mean, obviously, he's looking at us representing could be any ca- of us. Ca- yeah, it could be any of us the, the killer's just an ordinary guy but uh, the the first shot is the dude looking at the grasshopper so i feel like that's anyone can cook maybe maybe we're maybe we're the grasshopper you know that's all we are just just interesting thoughts i don't yeah. know yeah <clears throat> i also like I the got. i like to point out this is bong's second movie and I think that is wildly impressive. I wish my from, second movie could be that good. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple scenes from his first movie called "Barking Dogs Never Bite." Um, uh-huh. Bit of a bit of a low budget, strange movie. Um, sort of a filmmaker trying to find his voice, and for this to be a second movie, and just sort of have his style down and argue. And most people who've seen his movies would say it's one of, if not his best. I think that is mm-hmm. worth commending. Oh, so, for sure, yeah, impressive. Yeah. 
Okay, we gotta. Do y'all have a closeout thing or? Like, huh? Uh, like a I don't know. We we did one to open or just. Oh, like, like a like a question sort of, or yeah, something. Almost like an icebreaker. Like, like what's the best movie scene? of the 1930s? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know. Or it doesn't even have to be movie related. We could just do one thing. Oh, I, I don't know. Wait, one little fun little tidbit. Okay. The, the guy who plays um the final suspect is the guy who plays the lead in Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. Mm. Mm. So. That's cool. Go go watch that movie. Fantastic. I like that. Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Okay, we can uh, cut this dead air. Um <laughs> that's no yeah. worries. Yeah, they have one. We can chop it out. Yeah. <laughs> what about like dinner with one director? We, we, wait, one million dollars or dinner with Malik? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, I was, I was about dinner to say. Yeah, I was about to go. I was about to say have, uh, Malik. <laughs> if you have dinner with Malik, he's going to teach you how to teach you how to get get mid. <laughs> Tree, hey, I just want to air this out for our audience. Tree of Life is way better than this movie. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, man. No. We were all yeah. dying to hear your opinion on that. Go listen. That was on the end of my That's kind of harsh. Yeah. yeah, no. That was harsh. I apologize. <laughs> nah, you're good, man. Um, no, yeah, dinner with a director. Roman Polanski. So you could spit Interesting his food. choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm peeing on his food. What? <laughs> you're peeing on his drop kicking him instantly. <laughs> Wait, who's that? So you bet you better be careful, dude. Yeah, I, mean, di- I would not want to be around him. No, he's like ninety years old. I think. Yeah, what's he gonna do? I think if you like breathed like a little too hard on him, he'd probably fall over and die. So. Well, that's true. I was thinking of Polanski in his heyday. I would yeah. not want to be around him. Oh no. Even I, I, if I, you know what I mean. Like, I never want to see that man in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting choice, though. I think I would say Edgar Wright. Okay. He just yeah, seems he like he seems like a really cool dude. I feel like I can just have a chill, chill, chill conversation. He, he stole my. Uh, I'll go with a different answer, but I think that answer is great because um, he's sort of like a movie historian in a lot of ways. If you follow him on social media, he's just always yapping about the most obscure movies, and mm-hmm. he had, he's he's, he's always guest starring on podcasts. He's just I think he's just a genuine lover of movies, and he seems yeah. no he yeah. he's friends with like everyone too. I don't know. I I feel like you could talk to him about. Any movie, you'd be probably mm-hmm. talking him about talk to him about this movie, and he would know it back to back. So, okay. yeah. What do you know? Freddie got fingered. He would. Pr- <laughs> he's he's definitely seen that, oh, and yeah. I would no, talk to him about. I mean, that. he's seen everything, dude. <laughs> yeah, he has actually. He does have that letterbox list, like thousand and one favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not everybody gets a letterbox list, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan. He's also a music expert. So. Uh. So I mean, are we both going to dinner with Edgar Wright? No, I'll I'll say something. Oh, okay. Different. Ethan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a bit of a cheat because the. Uh, it's a, a pair of directors, but I'd go Safety Brothers easily. Yeah, that, that's a good answer. Because they know Ball. Know. I, I don't um, think have yeah. you watched The Curse? No, I haven't. I no, we curious. were talking about it. Have you? That. No, no, it, it looks, okay, yeah. it looks uh, weird. Yeah. yeah, is it good? Heard, uh, no, I haven't oh, watched okay. it. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. Apparently, have the, you heard of it? You, you know I don't. Know. It's just it's so show on Showtime by Benny Safdie. It's got Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone in it, and it's like a parody. It's like a dark parody of like HGTV shows. From what yeah. I understand, that's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. Love Emma Stone. Um, yeah, Safety Brothers. They just it's it's so refreshing to see uh, people in an art form who like really care and like are about it. So, mm. um, yeah, I, th- I think just uh, being able to talk film with them would be like awesome. So yeah. Um, David Lynch. Easy that answer. Was my second. Yeah, yeah. That was my second. Very, very easy answer yeah. for me. Not too like, surprised. It, yeah, yeah, de- definitely Lynch. 
Um, I'm going to go Damien Chazelle for one reason. That is, um, I saw a meme the other day that he's, <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that he's been thrown in director's jail because like the next two movies he's involved with, he's just the writer. So I'm going to be like, yo bro, Ooh. what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get you out of director? What do I need to do to get you out of director jail? Because he stunk it up with uh, probably Babylon? Needs pay, probably needs a paycheck. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Like, I mean, it's probably, it's, it's certainly less demanding. I don't know if he has a family and stuff, but. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. But like. I'd be like, what can I do to get you out of um, director jail? Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we can just record the, and that'll that'll be his next film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would like a slice of cherry pie. <laughs> uh, that was bad. That wasn't that bad. Okay. David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. You, mm. know, you know who that was? David Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch. See, yeah. Yeah. Know, sort of. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got I was, it. Obviously, it wasn't that great. I totally knew that. Okay. Well. <clears throat> we'll let you take it, Heath. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, watch yeah. Memories of Murder. Watch, <laughs> listen to the Fresh Face Film, bro. You're doing it. Uh, follow yeah. everybody on Letterboxd and and, and Instagram. What? The Fresh Face Film Bros. <laughs> it's Instagram like doodle doodle page. Come on. <laughs> and <laughs> roll that outro music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go